You're listening to the Yak Legion Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Carell, and tonight we have an awesome episode. We're talking spring bass fishing. I got a couple awesome guys on here tonight. John Graves from John Graves Kayak Fishing is here to join us, and uh, Billy Kayaks. You know, y'all hear Billy on the uh, the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Podcast. You know, he's got a present on TikTok. Both these guys are doing pretty good on TikTok and their social media. So how's it going, guys? <laughs> Zach, I'm doing great, man. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Boy, John, man. Hey, I'm excited. Be excited to be here with you and Billy. I'm pumped. What about you, Billy? Same here, man. I'm, I'm really excited. Thanks for having me on, Zach. Oh, absolutely. And I love your, your horse videos, John. You got uh, your little horses on there. You do a lot of videos. Or they're, you Man, you got a million views on some of those horse videos. Well, here's what, if you want to take your, your, your uh, TikTok account and you want to make it unexpectedly go viral, you have to go to Craigslist and buy a $200 miniature horse. <laughs> and uh yeah that was so unexpected but you know the really cool thing about that since you mentioned it zach is that with that little horse and that popularity which literally brought to me sixty thousand followers plus you know and they're still going on i mean there's a couple videos up there like they're in seven million views type thing but that's all because of the horse you know not necessarily because <laughs> of catching fish but as a residual, the people that are watching those horse videos are also scanning past the fishing videos and bringing the light uh, kayak bass fishing to a lot of people never even you know knew it exists. So working out pretty good. Absolutely, man. Now, do you, do your horses get fan mail? <laughs> they do. They Seven do. million views. I imagine there's some fan mail. The, a lot of it I can't read though. I have to get it. I figure out what it's in. Uh, uh, this is here. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> um, I said this is PG thirteen. Don't talk about the dirty letters you get. <laughs> no, uh, no, I haven't. Unfortunately, I haven't gotten any of this. You know, uh, uh, the the horse on the other hand is absolutely famous around the world. And so is Zaccaroni uh, and Cheese, the Einstein puppy. Our little blue pits got fans from Ireland. Oh, wow. That's cool, man. The pet stuff's really popular. And, and you're kind of gaining an interest towards fishing because they see you in these videos. And, you know, you're a friendly, charismatic guy. Uh, you're, you're nice to listen to. You got a nice, calming voice. People like watching you. And, uh, you know, that plays well for you. And I think that's opening open up a lot of doors. You're getting a lot of views, man. That's definitely good. Yeah, it's really I, cool. I, You guys, I, I really think it's because uh, John's house is clean. Like, I have <laughs> ideas for videos, and then I look around, and I'm like, nah. But John's living room is like, I don't know. I think the cleaners had just left. Like, your housekeeper had just left. <laughs> John is in a very nice house. John's you're pointing at himself. He's the housekeeper. Yeah, you're looking at the house. Well, I'm, I'm the housekeeper. And, you, you know, you, you said that it brought a lot of people to kayak fishing that you know, we're brought there because of the horse. And then it works the opposite way too. I'm watching because of the fishing and I showed my kids like, hey, look, he's got a pony. And my daughter's like, dad, I think that's a miniature horse. I'm like, no, there's no such thing. It's a pony. And then <laughs> I, I Googled it and, you know, of course the kids are always right. 
I remember I brought my daughter over to John's one day and uh, he showed her all the ponies. He brought them in and fed them. And boy, she just loved that. That was, that was, a, she just got a real kick out of that. And, you know, that was a lot of fun for her. Now, Billy, man, I saw that you, you were just coming back from Florida and you were down there with the Raccoon Creek crew, man, doing some photography, catching some peacock bass. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, you know, there's a lot of things. Once we get into the, the kayaking and the fishing and all that, there's so many other passions that we have. And for me, photography was always a passion of mine. I think it started probably back in 2003 and um, kind of taught myself, went online, learned photography. And then as I got into fishing and all that, I got away from the photography because of GoPro and then started doing podcasting and all that. So when I went down to South Florida with Raccoon Creek, we were after snakeheads, peacock bass. We took one day to go out and do some saltwater fishing. So I told myself, you know, with the PA-14, you've got that hatch right there in the front. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna turn, I'm gonna take my camera, turn it on, you know, face it to the right, keep it on, lens cap off. And when I see the action, I'm gonna grab that camera. And I feel like I really, in the off season, there's a lot of practice that you can do. And I feel like the photography, I really got to process that now. So listen, anyone listening to this, if you're anywhere near me and you're like, oh, fish on, I hear that little grunt. I hear you set the hook. That's what you're going to hear in the background. So now you've done a lot of great work with the Buckeye Trail too over the years. Yeah. I mean, they, they kind of, they took me in, um, uh, you know, added me to the committee and took me in with, you know, on nothing, just out of my willingness to help out and do it, you know, and then COVID happened and we stopped the weigh-ins. And so it was kind of, you know, serendipity, I guess, with COVID because I was like, well, there's no in-person meetings. Why don't I just do a, a YouTube channel where I do a virtual weigh-in and I do that. And like little did I, I mean, it wasn't Poochie, the, the mini horse down in down in Cincinnati but um <laughs> people really started to like the the weigh-ins and um that kind of took off and yeah you know it's a lot of fun nice man so what kind of fish did you guys get into down there in Florida um the one that I didn't expect because I already mentioned the the snakehead and the peacock bass but there was a have you ever heard of a Mayan cichlid uh, I've it's, heard of cichlids. There's a lot of different cichlids. I yeah, kind of, this one is, um, I think Matt Davis said it's a bluegill on steroids. Mm. And I'm like, man, that is, that's like comparing me to the rock. <laughs> like that's <laughs> not even close. So this, this fish and all the fish, the peacock bass, the snakeheads, they just fight a lot harder than, than any of the fish that, you know, I grew up fishing for. So that was a cool one. I think I broke... I broke my TikTok channel for about two days. Uh, didn't really break it, but um, when I put a video on there of me releasing a snakehead, I, I was all excited about it, and people were really mad at me. Yes. Really? Because they don't like them down there invasive in some places? Yeah, well, you know, they, you know, Florida man didn't take time to read the actual law. Everyone just told me I was a criminal and that I was breaking the law. So it was the first time really where I, cause I don't respond to negative comments. I don't, I don't post anything, um, you know, political, uh, religious. I don't, I don't go anywhere near any of that on my social media. And I also don't respond to negative comments, 
but I had a lot of fun. <laughs> one guy was like, he was like, you're supposed to cut its head off. And I said, how's it going to get to 40 inches if I cut its head off? <laughs> well, it's like that in Ohio with the bowfin, right? I mean, there's certain certain lakes around here. They want you to just straight kill the bowfin when you pull them out of there. Yeah. And you so, look at bowfin as, a, as an ancient fish, man. They've been around since the Cretaceous. They've been around. They've been in Ohio waters since dinosaurs were in Ohio waters. That's pretty awesome. And we're supposed to just kill them. Yeah, yeah. And I did some research on it. And again, I'm not trying to be the Facebook expert or the online expert, but I, I dug into it pretty good. And it you can't you can't capture a snakehead live and move it to another body of water. And then you can't bring one if you have one from another country or whatever. You can't bring it in and release it. So that's kind of where you're breaking the law. But if you catch and release, I don't know. You're going to make the people mad that are in their backyard watching you do it. But um, it's, it's not against the law. So. Yeah. Yeah. You're not breaking any laws. You know, catch, photo, release. So as long as you released it in the location you caught it, it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. And I told one guy, I am the law. <laughs> I don't know how old he was. He didn't, maybe didn't get the joke, but that was a good response that you had on TikTok for that. And doing your research, I think you did yourself well. And I had no idea of the law in that regards. So that was actually pretty educational. It was funny. It was a good, well-respected. You gave that guy a lot of respect for what he was giving you. You know, in return. Yeah. So you. Uh, yeah, I thought that was a really good TikTok you did of that. So I had no idea of that. I, I don't know what I would have done. I don't think I would have want that thing in the boat. Yeah, well, that was my first thought. Don't don't try to lip it. You know, don't put your fingers in its mouth. <laughs> Anything outside of that, I'm good. <laughs> well, there's a lot of toothy fish down south, especially oh, in Florida. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't yeah, be sticking was... fingers in any of their mouths. Yeah, and I know you want to. I know you want to talk about the the spring spring uh, bass fishing coming up here in Ohio. But before we move off this topic, I just huge shout out to Raccoon Creek. Um, Dustin Hoy rented a house down there and puts all his people up there, and you know to to treat people on the pro staff that way, and then to invite you know an outsider um, to come along. You know, and I, I'm fishing out of a Hobie, and they all have their bona fides and new canoes, and they all have the the spot lock with the the motor guides and and torpedoes and all that so um they were they definitely were they were set up for what they were doing and they invited me and i had a blast on the water and off the water could not have had more fun i think if i look back you know because i have four kids and i look back at vacations and things that i've done it's been probably 15 18 years since i went on a trip where i really felt like i was able to unplug and disconnect and have a true vacation nice. and that that's what that trip was it was a hundred percent it was a vacation and so huge shout out to uh, raccoon creek nice there they're are. great people man and i'm glad you really i'm glad you guys had a good time uh i've you know talked to dustin hoy he's been on the the podcast before and uh, i'm looking forward to maybe going up there in june i know they're coming up on the buckeye kayak fishing trail and I wanted to kind of switch over to that before we get into the bass fish and talk to <laughs> uh, Let's talk about some series stuff, man. The trail series. we got the Cincinnati Kayak Fishing Trail and the Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail. You know, those are the biggest ones here in Ohio that I'm really concerned with that I really fish personally. Um, you know, 
I can't think of what I was going to say. But uh, <laughs> Billy, no, you you're the guy I talked to about the Buckeye kayak fishing trail stuff, man. And we we see we got our next event is April 23rd and 24th, and that's a Cincinnati area lakes event, man. Uh, what info do you guys have any info on that up yet? Well, the the biggest thing that I'll say is go to buckeyekayakfishingtrail.com for any rules. Do not, I repeat, do not listen to me talking <laughs> into a microphone <laughs> if your intention is to know the rules no. or the, the, the tournament details of a specific tournament. But yeah, uh, Cincinnati Lakes is uh, April 23rd, 24th. It's a two-day event, and it's going to be on two different lakes, Acton and Cowan. Mm. Um, you can't fish the same lake twice. Really? You can pick so, which I'll one you want to do day one and day two not twice so it's acton and cowan so you have to fish both lakes two different days yeah that's pretty interesting now i know they've run the cincinnati area uh, event before and we had like a, a choice of like cowan lake sharon woods winton woods that's kind of interesting how they changed it up this year that'll be pretty cool to watch yeah it'll be it'll be a lot of fun i think and then um day two is going to be the weigh-in. It's going to be right there in Blue Ash on Montgomery at Strictly Sale. Um, they have a little restaurant and some additional parking, and I guess that restaurant's closed on... I don't think anyone from that restaurant listens to the podcast, but um, <laughs> we're, we're hoping to be able to have like some overflow parking there yeah. on the 24th, but we're going to do uh, something cool. So uh, day one, Big Bass, and day one, Big Bag, will each get $100. Nice. And then on, on day two, Big Bass and Big Bag will get $100. And then from there, and trophies. And then from there, we'll do first, second, third, get a trophy. And then the payout, depending on how many people sign up. And breaking news. You guys like breaking news? Oh, yeah. Give it to us. EKFT. You guys like those trophies that we have? Those participation trophies, the bowling trophies from the 80s? Yeah. <laughs> you like those? Well, I know that they switched to like a belt, right? Um, we're actually going with, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but someone told me, so it, it's a fact. We're going with the catch trophies. Oh, so, nice, like a catch board. Yeah, it's basically like the, it's an aluminum, I believe it's aluminum, but it's like the catch X and they yeah. cut it down and they, they don't engrave the numbers on it. Then they engrave the you know the the name of the event and what place you got and all that so talk very about some hardware that you want i want one of those trophies it's awesome yeah. what were you saying john <laughs> i'm excited I'm, I'm pretty excited for that event actually uh, acton is a uh, i've only fished acton one time and it was one of the spookiest starts to a tournament I've ever had the fog was tremendous you couldn't see the end of your kayak and yeah I was fishing that one with you I think oh it was and remember remember watching Bert Goodhouse go out because he had the most lights of anybody I think at that time and uh, between him and I think Michael Grimsley was there somewhere Chris Anderson they had some lights with electronics but you'd lose them within just a matter of minutes in the fog. And it was just one of those weird things, like any moment I am gonna just drop off the edge of the earth. Uh, <laughs> I did very well at Acton. So I, you know, um, and I don't know how I'd be able to get up there 
before the event so I'm just I would just it's not a very deep lake is it no I think it was only 25 feet was the deepest part wasn't it right down by the dam like most of those it's probably deeper than that I had never fished that lake before and uh, I went up there we were staying at Houston Woods and uh, I camped at that and I had to leave halfway through the day my uh, buddy, he came up and kayak fished with us. That's right. Uh, yeah, he had. We got a bad phone call. Uh, you know, his mother passed away, and uh, I was 45 minutes away from the ramp. And I remember, I I never paddled pedaled that fast in my life. I think you know, and just trying to get back to the ramp to get him because we were in my jeep. You know, he he drove up with me, rode up with me, so we ended up getting our camp. Uh, taken care of and we got out of there man and that was that was a crazy trip I'll never forget that one for sure and that was at Acton Lake I do remember I was in that picnic area and you went by I was by the island and you went by kicking up a wake yeah yeah oh yeah I got a bad phone call man you, you hear your buddy's mom died man you better get the hell back to the boat ramp and get him home you know family comes first I love fishing I love the fishing trail and stuff and you know, I struggled last year with a lot of fishing just because I, I didn't get out as much. I had a lot to deal with. You know, my mother passed away a month after my buddy Jason's mother passed away. And, you know, I just had to deal with a lot of that stuff. And, man, I'm really excited to get back out there this spring, man. I'm excited to get back on the trail. And I know that May 14th, we got Delaware Lake. That's coming up on the Buckeye Trail. May 21st is Indian Lake. June 4th, the Raccoon Creek area event. That's always a fun one. That was usually a two-day event in the past. It looks like you guys gone to one day this year. Uh, Billy, do you guys know if you're going to change that or you're going to keep the one day? Well, um, you know, some of the feedback that we got in the past was that Raccoon Creek always felt like a huge family event. You know, bring bring your wife, bring your um, bring your kids, and and hang out. And with bringing all the family and then the anglers are on the water for two days straight you know they still had fun and everything but we're still going to have two days worth of events at raccoon creek but we're only going to have the the fishing tournament is just going to be on the fourth and then that night what we're going to do is we're going to have live music and we're going to have some other special events i think dustin is talking about getting this big blow up uh water slide uh, <laughs> like that. and yeah so the idea would be you, you go out and you know regardless of how you do on saturday june 4th you can stay up late maybe uh hanging out with your buddies and you don't have to worry about getting up sunday morning and 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 going out going out fishing again but the other thing we did if you notice june 4th that's kind of an interesting time so raccoon creek later in the year can get you know the mosquitoes in that area can get um a little little difficult to deal with you know some of the bugs or whatever and then early in the year there's always a chance that the the lakes i mean not the lakes the uh, rivers could be blown out yeah and that kind of ruins it for the guys that want to go out and, and fish in the, in the creeks so by moving it to june 4th uh we did a couple things a lot i mean a lot we really do put a lot of thought and a lot of um a lot of effort at the committee meetings go into stuff like this the kids oh, will likely sure. be out of school right so if we did it earlier in the year the kids are in school um, they're going to be out, and then you know the weather and the, and the rain and, and that. So yeah, June fourth, Raccoon Creek. Yeah, sounds like sounds like you guys are going to have a water slide. I might want to bring my daughter. She would have a lot of, a lot of fun with that. <laughs> she looks, Heck yeah! You get me drunk enough, I might go down it. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and then uh, uh, the guys from um, Venom Lowers, I, I did a, they jumped on the, the podcast with BKFT and I don't know why, for whatever reason, I asked them if they wanted to fish the event. And I said, we, we can get you guys some kayaks if you need them. And Dustin Hoy said, oh, we've got that covered. So they're going to be out there. So nice. I can't even imagine what's going to happen with uh, with those two guys out there. Dustin's a cool guy, man. And uh, <laughs> I've had them on my uh, the Act Legion podcast before. And uh, they're a great, great group of guys, man. I'm excited for that. I'm going to try to make that one. Looks like June 25th, there's Portage Area Lakes. Uh, July 16th and 17th, that's the KBF Lake Erie event. That's the one we do every year where we, uh, the Buckeye Trail kind of teams up with uh, the KBF and they do a big event up there on East Harbor, East and West Harbor. Um, is that still the same format? They still do an East and West Harbor? Uh, they're actually uh, expanding it a little bit to St. Clair. And really? It's, uh, it's going to be huge. Oh. Uh, I think the weigh-in might be in the Toledo area. I, I'm not 100%. But, you know, definitely check KBF website as that gets closer for all those details. Um, and then um, I, I do want to say that because a lot of um, a lot of our anglers do enjoy kind of double dipping on the that big KBF event to get trail points. You know, if they're if they're open, to, if Chad Hoover's going to say you can go to Michigan, you know, this is the Buckeye kayak fishing trail. We don't we don't allow no Wolverine points in our trail. <laughs> so. <laughs> So make sure you uh, make sure you just stay up up to date on the rules. But um, regardless, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, I hear St. Clair, world class small bike. So yeah. Man, that'd be something else. They had St. Clair. You can go up to St. Clair. And it's not that far from. Well, I'm in. Oh, look at that. John's holding up a. He's holding up a tube that looks like it might be fire. That's fire tube, St. Clair fire tube. Are you going up to St. Clair this year? Man, Zach, I don't know. You know my me. I don't really plan it out too much. I'm kind of a fly by the see the pants guy. I think <laughs> I'm only going to miss one of the uh, uh, Cincinnati kayak fishing trails. Uh, I think I'm going. I'm, and then my my motive is to do a Buckeye kayak fishing trail. To uh, boy, I want to get out to Raccoon Creek. I love Dustin and Rachel. I love that gang out there. I fell in love with those guys. When you started doing the videos of your campouts, you know, my wife would go, "So how is Zach doing? Okay, out there at these?" And I was, because that's when you first joined American Tackle. Yeah. yeah. And I, like, he's having a really good time. <laughs> I was having a hell of a time. Raccoon Creek, a lot of fun, man. And so I've always paid attention to Raccoon Creek's always stood out as a hell of a good time. So I'd really like to get out there and do that. I want to get down south as, you know, like, uh, as, you know, in the more, at least one of the Hobie Bass Open series and stuff. But I've never been to St. Clair. I absolutely don't know much about it. Uh, I heard I heard it's just as challenging to fish that lake. But when you're on it, it is the most amazing fishery out there. I've always heard smallmouth bass and it's uh, shaped like a giant bowl, right? That's what I always hear. Yeah. Uh, getting back into uh, August 6th, Mosquito Lake. Uh, August 20th, Columbus Rivers. September 10th, uh, Piedmont Lake. September 24th, East West Harbor. So they're doing it later in the year versus I think last year, you guys, the last couple of years, they've done one in the spring. Yeah, and I've never fished East West Harbor in the fall. 
I'm really excited to go. There's no way I'm missing that event. I've never fished it in the fall either. Yeah, that means I have a chance. <laughs> I've done good there in the spring. I did, man, I went up there one year and did really good pre-fishing and then really struggled the day of the tournament when the wind kicked up. The wind kicked up, man, I was dealing with the waves all day and I, I did catch a, a lemon, I think, on that one, but man, I really struggled to really do anything when come game day. The East West Harbor in the spring is so much fun, man. And in the summertime, you got, you know, grass, grass as far as you could see. And in the springtime, you don't, you know, deal with the grass as much, man. But it's such a great fishery. Both those harbors are awesome. Definitely me, a good one. So let me ask you guys this, okay? Being an angler that's a fly by the seat of the pants kind of guy, okay? So I'm, I'm, I'm like maybe a whole bunch of other anglers out there that are looking at these tournament schedules. And maybe it's the first time they've ever looked at them. And they see East West Harbor, which I've never fished before in my life. Really? You've never been up there? No, no, I haven't. Okay, so I am one of those guys that looks at East West Harbor and go, man, I've heard so much about that. Having said that, what would you say to that guy or gal who has never fished East West Harbor as to when they should go up there and what tournament they should be in and why? Man, I, would, I was kind of hoping they was going to do one in the early spring, but I would do one there in the summer. I tend to struggle in the fall uh <laughs> that summer event would be cool because the grass would be uh you know the grass would be thick right so you, now like, what is the date on that that's september 24th so you know september is still pretty hot you can still have 90 degree days september so it'll be almost i'd say summer like conditions i'd say yeah well in ohio they say if if you're struggling to catch fish in august just wait till september Mm. So, because um, you'll struggle more. Um, I think for East West Harbor, I, I think the, the grass is still going to be there. Obviously, it, it, it'll die back a little bit, in my mind anyway. Um, I, I think it's still going to be there. I think the chatterbait, um, any kind of lipless crank, anything that you can get down into the grass and rip it through the grass. Uh, so, whatever you do, I've, I've caught them on the Neko rig. I caught a limit one year in Neko. I've caught a limit on, you know, a jackhammer. I've caught a limit with a um, a flat side crankbait. Um, I've caught some good big fish fishing up shallow, depending on the conditions. But I think um, with I, I don't have any experience with West Harbor. There's a lot of docks on West, <laughs> I believe. East is basically a, a kind of like you guys described some of these other lakes, a kind of a big bowl, and there's there's a causeway there's there's some areas where there's a little pocket that kind of grows up with weeds but there's just a lot of grass so if you like fishing grass um you know east harbor it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun for sure uh, october 8th dayton rivers and then october 22nd is the classic so that's I, everything on the buckeye trail yeah, i think that date moved a little bit and i have one one last thing to say about the whole schedule but I think the date moved a little bit. I think the 22nd was a conflict with the KBF National Championship. Oh, gotcha. But, but one thing to point out was Delaware Lake, Mosquito Lake, and East Harbor, all three of those are qualifiers for the Bassmaster Classic. Nice. And last year, um, so Buckeye Kayak Fishing Trail right now is the only way for the state of Ohio, it's your only way to get into 
the Bassmaster Classic. And if you're anything like me, you grew up watching that or you still watch it, you know, when those events come up and you, you, I DVR it and I watch it. I can't get enough of it. But to be able to uh, qualify for that, it's your best two scores out of those three lakes. And then we'll take, last year it was the top four. Top four anglers qualified for the state of Ohio when I finished fifth. So that's why yeah. I remember that it was top four. Yeah, <laughs> you just yeah, almost made to cut there. Hey, big shout out to hometown proud Eric Siddiqui, pride of Beachmont for bringing home the championship. Yeah, that was awesome. Wow. An Ohio boy down there pulling it home. Yeah, I mean, just where has he been? You know, I mean, the, the assassin of, of Anderson Township has just disappeared for like a year. No, no, where did he go? And then all of a sudden he shows up for that event and just blows it out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> so, shout out to him. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Yeah, He's and awesome. Sandy Cooper. He killed it down in Sandy Cooper as well. He won that Queen City tournament on day one. He won it. It was a four four fish limit, and then he I think he did pretty well in the in the uh, Hobie Hobie Bass Open too. That was a tough fish for a lot of people down there, man. That was a tough one. That was fun to watch, man. It's awesome to see these Ohio guys down there, like Kurt Smith and Eric Siddiqui. You know, these guys grew up around Ohio and. There's a lot of tough fishing in Ohio, and I think it makes tough fishermen. And that's why you see a lot of these Ohio boys and girls that go down south and they go to these big lakes and they tear it up because they're they're used to fighting, man. We're used to fighting for every inch and and uh, really dealing with a lot of tough fishing here in Ohio. So sometimes, man, some of these Ohio boys kick ass down south. Yeah, Tarek Walker, he was a uh, fourth place after day one. Tarek Walker, right here. He lives like half a mile from my house. Yeah, that's awesome, man. So real quick, I'm just gonna kind of go through. We got the Cincinnati kayak fishing. I know we want to talk about some spring bass. Uh, they got their Brookville event coming up the third of Sunday. That's this Sunday. Uh, you might want to get on the ball if you want to join that event. Kincaid Lake, that's May 1st. That's on a Sunday. Uh, actually, all their events are on a Sunday, except for Cowan. Um, the charity event is June 12th. Cowan, July 9th. Yes. Flowing Waters, it's uh, the River Tournament, August 28th. Cave Run, September 18th. Yes. It's a 100-mile radius on a, a, the, 19th, the 9th of Sunday, Ugh, the 9th of October. And then you have November 16th, the Tournament of Champions, man. So that's a, that's a fun-filled rooster right there. I'm so excited for Cincinnati kayak fishing, how much it's been growing. I mean, it's remember when it was just like a dozen of us? Oh yeah, it was it was small. Now it just keeps growing, man. Now there's like eighty to hundred people in most of these tournaments now, right? It's insane. And and the way that Brian and the Tasty Outlaw gang there at Strictly Sale put on the show, it, it really has a uh, a big time feel to it. You know what I mean? It just has that hospitality feel. It's a big thing. There's a lot of camaraderie in the in the anglers. It it's just uh it's a cool group. To grow up with that's for sure yeah the tasty family they are top notch and they've done a lot for the the fishing community here in cincinnati the, the tri-state area really <laughs> and, you know um they've done a lot to help me over the years and you know there are a lot of top-notch people they sell strictly down there at strictly sale and kayak in blue ash ohio you know they're the top hobie dealers around man and uh, i'm excited to get started i think i'm gonna i'm gonna fish kincaid lake 
I've been wanting to fish Kincaid for a few years. I work with a guy that fishes Kincaid a lot, man. He pulls a big bass out of there. I'm excited for that one. There's a monster crappie. I think it was like a four pound crappie pulled out of there just like two years ago. And the guy caught it when he was bass fishing Kincaid. And this is one of the biggest crappie I've seen come out of the North. And I was like, holy cow, man. So Kincaid's gonna be fun. You know, Cowan's a big producer. There's always a lot of fish on Cowan. Uh, Cowan's been getting hit hard last couple of years, man. And every time we go out to Cowan, there's people everywhere fishing. 100 boats on the bank. There's 100, there's 100 people on the bank and there's 100 boats on the water. But man, it's a good fishery. Yeah. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm well, excited for spring back, fishing. It's good to have you back in the mix, uh, Zach. We've missed you in a big way. <laughs> deal with a lot but it's certainly uh it's uh you're always the fun guy to see walking down the dock at 5 45 in the morning with that smile <laughs> face like let's get it on so we we've missed that so it's going to be good to see you back out there man i'm excited to get back to it brother i appreciate the love man i can't wait to get back into it sorry if i'm a little awkward on this episode right i'm getting back into the podcast and get back into my groove here but I'm excited, man. I'm so, so much excited for this year. There's a lot of big things to come. Um, you know, and a few, before we go for the, any further, I wanted to just give a shout out. Thanks to uh, American Tackle. You know, those guys brought me down to ICAST last year. That's one of the biggest events of my life in the fishing industry, man. It just completely blew me away when me and John went down there. And uh, just a top-notch company. And people in that company, you know, hanging out with these guys and going to Top Golf and, and eating pizza and drinking a beer with them. Oh, they 100% love fishing, man. They genuinely love the sport. And you can tell that in their products. Yeah. And uh, I'm not just trying to, the, you know, to blow these guys up because they sent me down to ICAST and they, they brought me down to Florida, man. These, this is a top-notch company. Everybody I've met in this company was super, just really, really impressed with, man. And I'm excited to maybe get down there again someday. <laughs> yeah, and welcome aboard Kevin Landers, the new uh, creative marketing uh, guru down there. So he's come aboard and he's going to put... Uh, you're going to see a lot more American tackle into the newer social media, I think, and get a little bit more aggressive with that. And they've got some uh, great, uh, you know, they've always been so uh, infamous for their European fishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the carp rod series that, and if you're into that, just check out carp fishing, American tackle, and that takes you to Gary Benny. But, you know, they're starting to... Uh, create their own products through the American Tackle uh, Angler Products line. And uh, really, you're gonna see a lot more of them, I think, in the kayak bass fishing world. I'm excited to, uh, you know, be a part of that. But yeah, that was a good time. That was great, man. I don't know where else you can go and you can just sit around and hang out in the parking lot with celebrities and fishing. Yeah, go have a drink with Roland Martin. That's, that's that <laughs> That was epic, man. So let's get into some spring bass fishing. Now I've done several episodes in the past about this. You guys can scroll through over the past few years. This is a popular subject I've covered and it's a fun one because these big old girls, they're, they're off, uh, they're out of hibernation. Well, they don't really hibernate, but you know, they're starting to warm up. They're getting ready for the spawn's gonna come up here in a month or two. And uh, they're 
the, you could, they say you can catch the real big ones right now. And you're seeing, I'm seeing on Facebook, a lot of big fish being caught. And uh, man, I'm excited. Uh, I've seen you were out there not too long ago, Johnny, and uh, you were doing pretty good over there at the Stony. Man, there's a couple things I'm gonna tell you about, okay? So, Stone Lake, you know how much I love Stone Lake Lake, okay? I got I got treasures buried at Stone Lake Lake. One yeah, you do. <laughs> go scuba diving and go out there and find. Well, Billy's gonna go scuba diving. I'm not into that stuff, but I'll I'll sit there and support hold the oxygen hose. But I have always believed that wherever you see a bald eagle, that is a good fishing lake because yeah. eagles catch flies, man. They catch big fish. And so when they nest around those areas, and there, there have been bald eagle pairs around Stone Lake for a long time. So I got to believe that there's big bass in that. So you know how hard we've been pounding that. Okay, so Kevin, hang outdoors. You know how much I love his uh, uh, crankbaits. Yeah. Crankbaits he makes. Kevin Frazier, hang outdoors. Um, he gave me the suggestion of using a very small diameter, I think it's called CXS P-Line, in an eight pound test. And when he told me that, I thought it was kind of crazy because it's about as thin as a hair. But I tied those shallow crankbaits onto that. And it actually was an American Tackle, uh, Aurora Fire Tiger shallow crankbait. I'm giving away this secret right here because I want people to go there and catch some bass and take some pictures. I believe there's a five, six, seven pound bass in there somewhere. It's gotta be. I believe. I wanna see. So you take that shallow crankbait, you tie it to that very thin line, and it allows that shallow crankbait to be all it can be. And you risk losing it, and you toss it right into that branch, those branches that are sticking up out of the water like fingers. Mm -hmm. Just slowly roll it right through there. And they are staging up right now. This will change. It doesn't change a whole lot in Stone Lake Lake because it's shallow, you know? Mm -hmm staging up right at the points of those little fingers right there just sitting there hanging out not quite going to bed yet but they're just staging up right there and they are just smashing stuff so there you go go fish stone lake lake shallow crankbaits right now uh are just slamming it green now, and bright orange now i remember a few years ago i was out at cowan and uh, it was this time of year and I was fishing a little stick up. So there's those little forks you've seen. Uh, there's a couple points out there on Cowan where you about 15 foot off the bank, there's some stick ups that are coming out of the water. And me and Christian uh, Highfield are out there. We were catching bass one right after another off them stick ups out there one year. And uh, man, that's a good place for them. It seems like with the muddy water too, uh, you know, I, I even I've even used this analogy in my podcast before. You know, it's it's almost similar like when you walk into a pitch black room, and you can't see anything, and you're trying to feel your way on the wall, and you're trying to feel for that light switch, or maybe the light switch doesn't work, and you're trying to feel your way around that room. See, so sort of the bass do the same thing when it's real muddy. And uh, spring, a, a lot of times these lakes will be muddy, look like chocolate milk. They'll be real nasty. You know, the fish, the fish have a hard time seeing in that as well. And they'll stay stay right up on that structure. And I noticed a lot of times, especially this time of year, when uh, the water's real muddy, I mean, you've got to ding the rocks. you got to ding trees. you got to ding stumps because they're sitting there with their hand on that stump, you know, because they don't, they can't see anything. They're in a pitch black room. 
You know, they're still, they're, they're more reliant, I think, on their vibration, like on their lateral line, you know, feeling the vibrations in the water. You know, Kurt Smith, uh, that story he tells me always comes to my mind of him catching a blind bass. You know, that bass had the two eyes missing and it still hit his lure. So wow. That tells, you, that tells you that they hunt with their lateral line and that's what they're hunting on in, in the spring in these muddy waters because they can't see crap. They can't see nothing. So that's why these these vibrating baits, that's why you've seen a lot of people catching them on, on uh, chatter baits and crank baits. Anything that's making a motion, spinner baits are really good this time of year. Anything that's making vibration in the water or a motion, that's what they're keying in on because they're they're relying less on their sight right now and more on their lateral line. At least that's what I've learned over the years fishing, and that's you know information that's usually helped me this time of year, man. Right. Well, about you, Billy, how do you approach spring fishing? Well, you know, I'm a big believer of, you know, find find out where they're where they're going to be. Obviously, we know that they move up from their deep wintering holes. You know, they'll move up from that uh, to the secondary points, moving towards the, uh, the the spawning flats. So, what I'm looking for, I'm I'm paying a lot of attention to the wind. There's a couple things paying a lot of attention to the wind to make sure that when they do make it back to the spawning flats those are going to be places that will be protected from the wind and then i also um you know i, I kind of like what you said with the bait selection so i don't want to get super aggressive um i want to bump bump off of wood make sure i'm hitting stuff i'm throwing a, a square bill but i'm also a huge fan it was interesting to hear uh, John talk about the, the bait that he was talking about because I love the flat side crankbait. There's two of them. One's the uh, Ots Garage, the uh, Rapala Ots Garage. There is a balsa bait. And then the other one is a PH Customs. And it can get into like that mega bass pricing. So I don't have a ton of them. And then I carry bait retrievers with me because I don't want to lose the expensive ones. But the balsa, you can play around with, in my experience anyway, you can really play around with the speed of the bait because when you're cranking and it's going down you can make it go down really quickly and then that balsa you let it sit and it'll just slowly rise back up and it's got a tight wobble so i'm not scaring them away um and then you know just really depending on the the water clarity and and those things um but but the other one is the because i said two things the other one really is is the light i'm really looking for that because in ohio i think we get caught into water temperatures a lot and i might be wrong i might prove myself wrong again this year but we we continue to monitor the water temperatures and the bass only have so long to move up and spawn and there'll come a moment where they have to spawn they can't wait any longer mm-hmm. and i think the so the next full moon i think is april 16th so i'm kind of looking that that full moon is telling the bass the days are definitely getting longer um so yeah look i look for those those couple things oh billy please when that full moon comes on your tiktok you've got to have a hat made out of foil (laughs) please do that for me as a tiktok fan of yours i don't well i don't have to make it i already have it i'll just put it on that's awesome. So speaking yeah. of the full moon, this is an interesting subject because I've met a lot of fishermen that think that following the moon cycles is just hooey. And I've met a lot of fishermen that really follow each moon cycle to a T. 
and swear by it. How do you guys feel about that? Do you guys, you know, I mean, I think personally, my opinion, you know, there's the seas, the tides are aligned with the moon. There's a lot of stuff going on that's aligned with the moon. Do you think really uh, it affects fishing? The moon phases? Uh, someone, you know, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind, you know, those fish have been wired for sound long before we ever really existed to a certain degree, you know, so, and, and what they're wired into is the movements, the barometric pressures, they feel things that we can never imagine, we probably will never understand fully uh, of fish. And, and the animals and how they're connected to the moon and the faces and all that. I believe in it. I know nothing about it, to be honest with you. I, I can read the Farmer's Almanac and, and get, you'd be surprised at how close that actually gets, but uh, I don't know nothing about it, but that doesn't surprise me that those things are very, very much wired into uh, those cycles. And Billy, you know, like Billy said, you know, with the babies are coming, the babies yeah. are coming. We can't do nothing about it. We got to get the nest made now. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there was another analogy I heard from, I don't know if it was KVD or maybe I read it in a book somewhere. Um, but he was talking about like the water levels as well. Like are the water levels rising or dropping? And some people will kind of poo-poo that. Not, not as much as they do with the moon and, you know, barometric pressure and that, but... Um, what, what I heard was if you went to bed and you woke up the next day and the ceiling in your house was six inches shorter, <laughs> would you notice it? Yeah. You, damn you would. Yeah. If you live in that, you know, and if you're, if your survival, if you're, you know, it, it, all that depended on that, you would notice. So the fish know if the water is rising or, or uh, dropping and they'll react to that. So that's another thing to, to look at. And then, but it's, I, I just don't think it's only the the light or only the moon or only it's all of those things and i think we for me anyway i used to get so caught up in what lures am i throwing how am i retrieving it i got i would get caught up in all that and i love that fish the moment channel um, with johnny schultz and the, it's perfect name for a channel fish the moment so when i get out there on the water i try i have a card i laminate a card uh, my buddy ryan parker made it for me and it's a laminated card where I fill in all the uh, data, the, the water clarity, the sky, the weather, the, the water temperature. And then you kind of stop before you start throwing your lure in there, kind of stop and think about the conditions. And did I prepare? Is there anything I need to do differently based on what I know now? So that's like my long answer on that. That's a very good that's a very good uh, thing to keep in mind. And I, I know I would have never really, with my eighth grade Amelia education, I think that's kind of a hillbilly brilliance right there. So you just stop for that moment and you think and you collect all that data, which is easy enough for us to figure out in today's world, you know, with what we got in our hand as far as a computer goes. And uh, I think that I'm gonna really, I'm gonna work on that. Thank you, Billy. I think we were meant to be with each other tonight, just so I could hear that. <laughs> that is a good piece of advice, man. I like that. And it kind of reminds me of stuff that Steve Coomer would talk about. And he would bring thermometers with him and actually test the water temperature each day. And he kept a journal and he would, you know, record, if he had a good day of fishing, he would record those conditions. 
And uh, man, that that's a lot of good, a lot of good information. There is definitely doing your homework and taking a minute to think about the conditions. Hey, speaking of Steve Coomer, can we do something, Zach? Do you ever like do giveaways on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, occasionally. Hey, hold on one second. Keep talking. <laughs> well, well, John did something. Man. Yeah. Do you do commercial breaks? We can pause and then come back. Yeah, we'll take a commercial break here, and uh, we'll be right back with John. Oh, he's already back here. I'm here. Hey, I've got something to uh, give away. Speaking of Steve Coomer, and you're talking about natural kind of... It, Steve Coomer's the cat that'll, that won't put you on the spots. He'll teach you to find them. And he is the one that's really... You want to talk about moon faces. He's probably the guy to talk to because he's tuned in to all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I got this right here. Boom. Steve, oh, nice. Uh, Little Miami Conservancy of Steve Coomer's Little Miami River. Fishing facts and folklore galore. Let's give that away, man. Yeah, man, let's do it, man. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll put your name on there, and I don't know how you want to do that, Zach, but you can do it however you want to, but there you go, man. Boom. In yeah, fact, do a giveaway, man. I got two of them. We can give two of them away. Oh, very nice, man. So Steve Coomer's book, uh, Little Miami Fishing, uh, we'll set up a giveaway for that. Uh, maybe you could tell your friend about uh, John Graves Kayak Fishing, the Yak Legion podcast, Billy Kayaks, and, uh, you know, we'll do one, uh, we'll do a giveaway for that, man. So look for the details on that on our Facebook page, on my Facebook page, and uh, we'll start circulating that, man. That's cool, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, no worries, man. Steve Kummer's a good guy. He gave those to me. I read them. They're great. Uh, boom. Pass it I've off. got that book as well, man. And there's a lot of really good information. And he's got maps of the Little Miami River on there that are, man, indispensable. They've got ramps on there. He's got all the dams, the dam locations on those maps. Uh, that's some good information, man. And Steve Coomer, I've had him on the podcast before, man. He's a great guy. Follow him on Facebook, man. You won't regret it. He's he's great about writing up stories. And this guy has a big, a real appreciation for fishing and not only fishing, but nature. I'm just as interested in his fishing write-ups as I am his write-ups about the Adena mound building culture. Like he'll go out and look at Indian mounds and he'll do write-ups on those and then go out the next day and bust brownbacks on the river. I mean, the guy's an amazing dude and he's definitely worth a, worth a follow. Yeah, no doubt. So spring fishing, man, we've got a uh, giveaway going on. John's gonna give away uh, two books from Steve Coomer there. And uh, maybe you guys could share your, your spring fishing story. So tell us about, uh, you know, like a bass, an awesome fishing story that it came about in early spring, you know, maybe late March, early April, and uh, share it with us, man. We'd like to hear it. Uh, any more tips for fishing in the spring, man? And I know, you know, Billy had mentioned the bass noticing when the water raises and the water lowers. And a lot of times in the spring, the water raises and lowers. Uh, man, what do you think the bass do when they got all this new territory to explore when these lakes flood? You know, and I've always heard that fishing the flooded timber areas can be really good, especially this time of year. So what I've heard from the guy at the end of the bar, <laughs> what I've heard from them, and, and it makes a lot of sense because I've, 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 I think I've experienced this to some degree greatly. And that is when the when the that those lakes or the water is, in general is coming up 
this fish got all that new territory and like you said the ceilings right so the ceilings brought up so now they're looking for food up there on the on the ledges that they may have never been able to get to I mean, there's food in the attic i know let's get up there now because the water's up there so they're up there pushing the banks and the timbers and when the water has receded they're wired into that you know and they go into deeper deeper movements uh, ledges and places like that because and this is what he said to me and it kind of made sense because god works in mysterious ways and in in that design none of those fish want to get caught in a flooded pool where they would never get out again yeah that's true <laughs> until it floods and i kind of laughed at that and i still do to a certain degree but you know what it absolutely makes sense because otherwise we'd be hiking around and finding big bass just flopping around <laughs> i have seen some big some big fish now carp are the worst about this I think carper, they say carper super intelligent, but it seems like anytime uh, there's like a big creek, especially around East Fork, you go walking up the creeks there, and the, when the creeks raise, these carps, you know, get into these parts of the creeks, well then the creeks go down and they just get stuck. So you're liable to be walking down the creek and there's like a five foot section that's like five foot deep. And you'll, you know, maybe not, maybe not a five foot section, there's a 20 foot section that's five foot deep. And there'll be some big carp and big, you know, big fish rolling around there where they get stuck. <laughs> well, there's always slow ones, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a lot. That's a good advice. Fish in the flooded waters, especially catfish, man. I know I had a guy tell me one time uh, when East Fork was flooded, the waters were coming up to the Porta Johns and the, the outside bathrooms. <laughs> he went out there and cast it down there for catfish. And they said they did pretty good fishing around the Johns down there at East Fork Lake. <laughs> Crap eating cats, but hey, it's a catfish, right? <laughs> That's pretty nasty to think about, man. Buffet. Buffet. Let's go destroy what's in the pantry. Well,. I got one more gross story. Uh, this is years ago when I lived in Portsmouth. I was, fi I was fishing in, uh, on the Ohio River and there's a processing plant, a uh, waste processing plant down there in Portsmouth. And I, me and my friends would carp fish with dough balls down there uh, right outside the, the, the outtake pipe from that waste processing plant. And it's all the crap, you know, supposedly they cleaned it before they pump it in the river, but it's all the crap that they're pumping from the waste stations going into the river, man. And, and the catfish and the carp bite is on. <laughs> There's places. <laughs> I mean, well, catfish are like that. Yeah. yeah. They'll eat anything. They'll eat anything, yeah. man. Uh, especially mussels, man. God, they're muscle crunchers, especially channel catfish. Awesome, man. We've been kind of all over the place tonight. We talked about spring bass fishing. We talked about trails. You know, John has shared some information about some of his adventures. Billy shared some about his. Uh, man, what are you what are you looking to? What are you looking forward to the most, John, uh, with your fishing adventures this year? Um, I, it's right around the corner. I'm leaving tomorrow. One of the most exciting tournaments I've ever been in, and that's the Padawan Fin. Eastport Marina Dale Hollow tournament. There is something about Dale Hollow 
and the fishing down there, the smallmouth fishing is incredible in Dale Hollow, and right now is a good time to be down there. Uh, so it's a it's a fun tournament. Uh, Richard and the family at Eastport Marina put on a fine show, and I have I, I'm not a threat when I show up at the dock. You know, it's not like you can look and go, hey, there's John. Oh man, there goes one of the top five. <laughs> But if I show up and I got a raffle ticket in my hand, give it up. I'm walking with eyes. <laughs> but it is, I'm in the magic raffle man. And so they had a raffle for early signups uh, for at Eastport Harbor because they rent out these like three quarter of a million dollar houseboats. They're beautiful. And you, you can take them out to a cove for a week, you and your family, friends, do all kinds of crazy stuff. You're out there, nobody's gonna see you. You know, it's it, they're beautiful boats. Well, they keep them there uh, harbored and they rent the rooms out to these, you know, uh, kayak anglers. Fishing boats, yeah. Everybody <laughs> groups together, they got their, their beer, they got their bacon, they got their food, they got their kayaks right there. It's just a good, good time. And uh, the raffle was giving away a free stay during the tournament in the houseboat and yes i got that free stay in the turn and the houseboat so i'm going to be living it up this year I'm, I'm big time nice so i'm leaving tomorrow i'll be pre-fishing for two days and then the uh, tournament saturday and sunday that right there is one of the most exciting things but right behind that right behind that was was being able to get into a spot down there at lake chickamauga for the hobie bass open series i feel so that that to me is one of the greatest series out there and boy you you, you go down that that list of 200 anglers i i 80 i signed up at 87th spot okay i was the 87th person to sign up i guarantee the best i will do in that tournament well they sold out in an hour and like every tournament hobie bos have done they've sold out in like the first day nine minutes they sold out Gosh. nine minutes I, I i'm telling you from now on and i think billy you're excited about doing a heavy bass open series yourself on the river yep i'm telling you what buddy you better prep your mind everything your day mark your calendar out to do nothing but have your venmo ready your paypal ready however you get your mastercard visa whatever you're gonna pay for that bad boy and you <laughs> speed dial on that phone on Tourney X because I guarantee it from now on from now on I bet you every Hobie Bass Open Series will sell out like a Garth Brooks concert <laughs> yeah. yeah which I also could not get tickets to so no. if anyone knows uh, Billy Kayaks he's going to be at uh, uh, Paul Brown Stadium I couldn't get tickets <laughs> <laughs> man uh, do you think now do you think next year they're going to add more spots you think they're going to open it up more? Uh, Selling it so fast this year? You know, I think AJ will make a really good... You know what, I tell you what, I think I have so much respect for AJ and how he has handled this tournament. Uh, I'd have so much respect for him. I'd be more confident with him handling the Mideast or the uh, the European crisis. Handle the war Ukraine. He's really what he does i think he's going to make the right decision whether they bring the uh registration fee up 
therefore offering more on the other end when it comes to prices or bringing it up to another maybe 50 anglers but you know zach man you start getting up to around 300 anglers it is too much yeah it's a lot depends on where you're fishing <laughs> that's a lot of anglers on the water it is it can be a lot and when you're talking about some of these lakes that only have maybe four or five really six good public ramps most to get to so but yeah i think he's going to make the right decision but man go hobie good luck in that billy getting signed up for that that's Thank the you. <laughs> yeah heading back to billy here what are you most excited about this year man i mean john kind of touched on it a little bit there with the getting a little taste of the national scene with the uh, Susquehanna is the one I was, I was looking at. Um, but one of the things I love to, I, I get excited about tournaments and tournament trails and fishing, but I remember how I felt when I first got into it. And I'm excited to, to get other people that excited. So with BKFT this year, what we're gonna do, we're gonna do some podcasting at the weigh-in Immediately nice. after the weigh-in, there'll be a podcast where we we grab you know one of the top anglers, and um, there's another BKFT uh, angler, uh, Greg Shootman. Uh, you can find him, Gregory Shootman, on Facebook, and he's going to be helping me out with that. And I'm really looking forward to doing something just a little bit different with that. And it's funny that that John brought up AJ because I've never met him, but at the Santee Cooper weigh-in, I'm watching it online. And you know, you think you're taking mental notes on the anglers, what they're saying. I'm watching AJ and I'm listening to the questions and his follow-up questions yeah. and the way he's interacting. And I'm I'm thinking of it more as like a, I should have been watching it as an angler and I'm watching it more as like an MC. That There's is... someone that, yeah, so I was, I felt like a total dork. Can't even believe I said it like on record, but that's what I was doing. I'm glad you said that for me. And I'm sure Zach, <laughs> because, you know, it, it is, it's what we enjoy doing is getting the word out. I think all of us share that same uh, enthusiasm to every season that's coming up. But AJ, you're right, man. I watch, you're, you're dead on. You watch AJ and you're just watching AJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that was a good, that was a good follow-up question. He's good at it. Yeah. He does hold himself well, man. And he's handled that. He handled all the COVID stuff real well. I mean, uh, I've he's been on the podcast before and uh, he's just a great guy man I'd like to get him on again he's a busy guy though <laughs> well awesome man I appreciate everybody for listening uh, let's give a quick shout out to your sponsors uh, who, who you got uh, want to give a shout out there Billy to anybody you know I mean I, I don't have any I'm not on any pro teams or pro staffs or anything but you know there's two uh, you know, kayak dealers in Ohio that uh, Ohio is a big state. And I would say there's room that, you know, really ask the good questions and find out if you're new to kayak fishing, ask the good questions and find out if you're buying the right kayak. And then that'll kind of tell you which brand and what size and all that. So uh, strictly sale. They're amazing. I have two Hobies. I have a PA 14, 360. And then I recently just bought a brand new compass. So strictly sale, Brian Tacey, they're amazing go down there they'll help i mean not only will this they'll sell you a brand new one if you don't have a brand new one and your stuff breaks they'll help you out uh, with that as well and then um you know obviously uh, raccoon creek they do a, they do a great job um they're they sponsor uh, our multi-species with bkft 
and they're going to have that June 4th event. I think last year they gave away like $3,500 in prizes. So you come down there to Raccoon Creek and you don't, you don't win and then you walk away with a new kayak or a rod, a rod bolt or something like that. So both of those companies are amazing. Uh, love both those guys and their families and their, and their, their businesses and everything. So, yeah. I agree with you 100%. Top notch companies. What about you, John? Man, American Tackle Company, thank you so much. Uh, AmericanTackleAnglerProducts.com. Check out the Bushido. Uh, They're on fire right now. The Aurora Fire Tiger was smoking them up at Stone Lake Lake. So, uh, and any of those muddy waters, they all work well down to the Ghost Gill. I love them all, which is all a Gary Benny design, by the way. Uh, but American Tackle Angler Products, Yak Gadget. Dot com when you go to strictly sail and kayak and you buy that kayak go to yakgadget.com and check out all the ways you can now trick out your new kayak so it's, it's your kayak you make it how you want to and then uh hang outdoors kevin frazier down there making some great shallot crankbaits thank you so much for that and uh man to top it off i mean strictly sail and kayak i mean they've done i think they've done something for every one of us in some way shape or form absolutely you know i mean they're just like i can't i don't know i repeat what billy says same thing quality the people the customer service who they are what they will do for you to keep you right and tight they've done amazing things they have sacrificed their own kayaks being multiple you know states away from home and leaving themselves stranded so somebody else can go on to fish a tournament with a kayak so i mean you don't find too many people like that so definitely strictly sailing kayak top notch man absolutely awesome good guys i appreciate everybody for listening yeah until next time tight lines